Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Legends say, in ancient times, when the gods walked with man, within the traditions of the Norse that were passed from the Celts, that there were warriors who traveled through the spiritual realms. These warriors spent their days on earth as shamans, guiding the members of their clan to spiritual understanding. These shamans knew the Lanvedi. They were known as Ulv Hefnar of Odin, the Allfather, and Valhalla. Today, the modern Ulv Hefnar continues the tradition of using magic and wisdom to help our clansmen and women find harmony. In the traditions of our ancestors, the Ulv Hefnar now invites those who seek knowledge to come forth to the circle of knowledge to share our experiences and find commonality amongst all. Following in the traditions of his ancestors, Dr. Mark Wiseman offers hope and peace in his message of understanding our personal spirituality. Join us now for this week's message here with the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Let us call upon the House of Odin in Asgard, that he and Freya will hear our desires and provide us with their favor. Hail Odin, Lord of Asgard, warrior and wanderer, valiant and wise. You to whom all the gods of Asgard look, Sky Father, on the eight-legged steed, you who traded an eye for wisdom and ruled a turbulent realm, give us the wisdom to accept the twists and turns of fate, even as you surrendered yourself to the mercies of the Norn. Protect us, All-Father, from what harm may come to us. Lead us through the wilderness and bring us safely to that great hall that you reserve only for the brave of spirit. Odin, we come to you today to seek your wisdom and guidance. We ask that you bestow upon those here the wisdom about the subject in which we speak. Be with them as they go forth and live their lives. Let us sip the cup of Odiner to bestow the wisdom of Kvasar. We ask for your guidance that you be with us and guide us through the challenges that hell lay before us. Help us to recognize Loki as he attempts to deceive us, our true path. Hail Odin. Many have come to me and probably possess Professed that they are a 
pagan or a heathen because they are not Christian or they are an infidel because they are not Muslim or maybe they have discovered that they want to believe in a polytheistic belief system in almost a rebellion against the mainstream monotheistic practices of the modern day. This has perplexed me a little. Therefore, I have visited with my spiritual wisdom to discover the missing element within their lives. I have found that most of these individuals are simply looking for something different and they really don't understand their true trajectory. More often than not, many will simply superimpose the newly found practices, their labels and their identifiers right on top of the mainstream understandings they've had for years. While the argument can be made for their assignment of the pagan and heathen title, the fact is that both of these titles were assigned by the early Christian church to segregate those who didn't conform to the beliefs and practices being employed at the time. As we must recall that even during the Reformation, Martin Luther was labeled as a heretic. So the scope has always been fairly narrow in the tolerance of differences. In sorrow, I say that this same mentality has been used as a license to kill millions of people in a demonstrated intolerance of, for diversity of thought and understandings through the millennium. Technically, these words originally designated individuals as either villagers or gardeners, which was the original cultural designation for a group of peoples. However, as we'll discuss here in a moment, spiritual understandings were deeply intertwined with this regional cultural understanding, and therefore it's almost ironic that the church would latch on to these names as they identified a subclass of peoples within a community. For now, I believe that many people are not looking to be rid of their quote-unquote religion. They simply are looking for a way to connect their spiritual understandings to their personal family ancestry. Today, I'd like to discuss the influence that regional culture would have played in the development of spiritual belief throughout the early days of those different practices in the early world when considering the later development of language and much later the written word we must consider that the earliest conveyance of spiritual ideas would have been very simplistic and they would have had a very isolated exposure base in other words, it would have been very clan-orientated. Parents would have passed this understanding on to their offspring in very simplistic terms, most likely orally, maybe very simplistic drawings. 
when those ideas would have been expanded on as we moved down the evolutionary path. At this point, I'll divulge some of my personal ancestral history. As my research, as well as some channeling from my ancestors, has led me back to the days directly after the collapse of the Roman Empire in Western Europe. Some 60 generations ago, my ancestors began our story in Western, what is today France. Their tribe recognized a cultural interpretation of the Celtic beliefs, as well as some slight twists. As the tribe migrated northeast within Europe, arriving at and crossing the Elbe River in northern what is today Germany, they would have interacted with and learning from another large tribe in what is today southern Denmark. That tribe were called the Simbric, who were migrating south at the same time. My ancestors moved north from their homes on the northern shore of the Elba River. My ancestors would go to join and grow the tribe that would be later recognized as the Angles. Their language, way of living, and social order was unique, and although influenced heavily by our Celtic history, would adopt many parts differently than other tribes. To a large extent, the environment and seasonal changes would have had a similar heavy influence on portions of the practices that were adopted versus those that were modified or dropped altogether. Our understanding today is again this influence of how the culture within a society dictated much of our spiritual understandings and beliefs and would also be transported with the culture, the other parts of the culture, the dress, the food, all of those things would have gone with this culture. And now, a short break for these commercials. You're listening to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Welcome back to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Looking back, we could say with surety that one of the major driving forces of the development of a common spiritual understanding was based on the need to communicate this understanding to others, either with language or demonstrative actions. What individual practitioners ultimately believed was left to their own individual understandings and life's experiences. To this point, if indeed language was a driving force for a common spiritual understanding and the written word hadn't been developed yet. This means that spiritual understanding was the cornerstone to these shared, early shared beliefs. Therefore, it is also pretty safe to assume 
that each newly discovered need for modification of the original belief would have circulated within a localized tribe, and that its further distribution would have been very limited to travelers that visited that village. This meant that spiritual beliefs and understandings were unique to each region, even if there was an overarching theme or practice going on, such as the Celts. What does all this mean? Well, at its core, if we have different Lenveti, spiritual entities, available to interact with ourself, this will cause some level of differences within those established beliefs. Therefore, we can summarize then that these Lanvedi, land spirits, localized land spirits, provide some part of our spiritual interpretation and translation. This becomes an integral part of our understanding of particularly of our believed spirituality. It's very important and our ancestors would have believed it very heavily. This then is really what was included in these regional cultures throughout history. Not only did you subscribe and believe to the social order of your tribe, but within some very loose parameters, one would subscribe to the understandings offered by the elders of one's tribe. This acceptance of both general as well as some detailed beliefs of the tribe is what held the tribe together, kept it strong and growing. Throughout much of human existence, right up until the modern day, people have feared the mysterious forces of our world. Natural disasters prove that theory every day. However, it is this fear of the unknown that many times brings us to a necessity of connecting with the spiritual realm for direction and hope, safety. Mysticism and the paranormal has always concerned people and has forced many to substitute or to subscribe to these mainstream practices who teach that they are evil as a method of making themselves more comfortable. In ancient history, some may have been a little more brave in accepting the fact that these out-of-the-ordinary concepts were real and normal, and it just needed to be dealt with. Nothing special, nothing out of the ordinary. So, Within the regional cultures was also this steadfast understanding of spiritual beliefs and practices that was passed through generation after generation, as I mentioned, using the spoken word. Parenting wasn't about applying shame, but more about natural consequences, understanding the spiritual consequences for our actions, obviously within reason as they valued their family and clan's lives above all else. It was these regional beliefs that opened up communications between designated members of the clan and the spiritual entities. 
who were interacting with them, ancestors who remained within the lands where they had been born and raised. This was the cultural connection that was a central to what we later defined as the, the culture. It contained everything that those peoples were about. Family, spirituality, life, and most importantly, how those things were celebrated. In the end, culture is just as much our spiritual connection as it is grandma's favorite cookie recipe or maybe wearing particular clothing or learning the ways of our ancestors shipbuilding and the like and we do not have one without the other while the modern world has stripped to a large degree individual cultures others have been allowed to blossom some even enforced as I am reminded of the early United States culture where the indigenous people were destroyed for practicing their culture. And yet, they seem to offer their practitioners a more balanced perspective of the modern-day vanilla drone-like that many governments have tried to create. Whereas the avoidance of conflict has been the better part of valor, some have stood and fought for the beliefs and their practices. I am always brought to the thought of culture being so ingrained in us that many, even today, search frantically all over and will invest countless dollars in trying to identify where these traits if you will have come from and this is just another portion of this culture this rich culture that many particularly indigenous peoples all around the world have had and what they offer those who have joined with them and been a part of those groups whether directly or indirectly one of the things i am always confronted by when i speak to this culture and 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 wanting to be a part of a particular culture this culture or that culture is individuals who will confront me and say that's that's cultural appropriation or you because you're not born in a certain place and you you look a certain way that you you're not part of that culture and i question them and say why why is it that you challenge my beliefs if it gives me peace if it gives me uh, inner joy if it gives me um, comfort why then do you, do you seek to take it from me? And although, you know, many cultures, my culture particularly, my heritage is dates back uh, in Denmark. 
um, we have it now at about 400 AD. So all through the age of the Vikings, and people say, "Well, you're an American. You you can't you can't be uh, connected to the Danes or the Danish people." And I say pish posh because many uh, people in that area would have come in contact with those people and they would have said they would have loved them just like we do and said that they wanted to be a part. They would have proven themselves in some ritualistic practice and become part of that belief and that tribe. And now, a short break for these commercials. You're listening to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Welcome back to the Alaska Ulf Hefnar. Before we left, before we left, we were broaching the subject about cultural appropriation. And I am reminded that in, in my family's case, uh, my family, uh, as far back as we have the research right now, is in France. They migrated, well, two paths, actually. Um, there were a pair of brothers who split. Uh, one brother uh, took his part of the clan, as big as that was, and traveled overseas north. Um, then the other brother uh, took his part of the clan and went north east from France along the coast of the English Channel what is today the English Channel uh, to arrive ultimately in in Denmark um, and all along the way these peoples would have encountered other peoples of the time that were living in that area and had had uh, come to um, you know, recognize the, the beauty of the land at the time. Um, my my uh, uh, history speaks of a tribe, a large tribe, uh, that had been there in Denmark, migrating south, the Simbrick tribe. They're a very large group of people, very large tribe. And as they moved south with another one that I don't quite remember, my ancestors would then kind of move in and and um, acquire the lands and um, began, you know, harvesting uh, the the agriculture there and and the live and the livestock and whatnot, as well as as hunting um, the game that was present in that area. And while they were there, Denmark is, uh, while it is a very small country today, um, remember that this is not uh, a land that is uh, bound by cities or, or roads or anything. It's just open territory. And visitors would come to the town and for trading purposes, um, for you know uh, all other sorts of reasons, and these people would would arrive in the culture. They would be you know they would experience the culture firsthand, and they they would take away things you know in their mind. They would take away things 
from that culture and recognizing some things that they had seen in the next village over maybe even explaining some of the things they saw in that other village or in a, a village that they had visited before and so you get this trading of ideas and thoughts and hopes and and uh, certainly religious practices would have been one of those things that they discussed is you know if i want to appease the gods how do i do that you know what's the best way to do that if i want to uh ensure safety on on a, a voyage or on a trading expedition i want to you know a successful trading how do i do that obviously you know worshiping the gods and and providing um sacrifice for the gods um was certainly a, a way to do that but it wasn't always uh the best way sometimes um, you know there were other actions that could be taken including um where you get these ideas of like galder magic where galder magic is the uh collection of multiple magicians who would come together perform a ritual but because they were all there together they they would amplify the energy that was being transmitted to the spiritual entities and 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 could kind of garner a little bit higher potential of success and so it's that kind of mentality that would come into the group and then it would be you know disseminated by the elders by those wise uh, amongst the tribe and then you know those would then be passed on to the the others as we see you know uh, particularly in the uh, migration uh, east from the mongolian steppes over what was the beringia land bridge at the time uh, into what is alaska today Athabascan tribes, how they, um, these original peoples would, would come and they would kind of focus, uh, or, or have a representative within the tribe who was more spiritually connected, was more spiritually open and could communicate for the tribe. But every person within the tribe still understood their role in ensuring success and and positive outcomes and so they would um you know for the most part they they would handle most of the daily uh spiritual interactivity themselves they didn't need the the shaman as he was come to uh to be known um, we didn't need him you know we could do most of it we could communicate with animals we could communicate with the, the trees and the winds and and we could speak to uh, the creator and mother earth and and we could create a balance and so every member of the tribe knew their role in that and that was all part of this culture because part of what was taught from a very young age even before birth was this idea that the earth the winds the trees the the rocks all of them had spirits and those spirits is you know they could interact with 
and so these people were taught that from a very young age and it's all true by the way but they were taught that and so they handled most of their interactivity all by themselves and it was only when things got out of balance or or we really got some wires crossed that we depended on a shaman or a medicine man whatever he was referred to as in that tribe and and so that's really part of our culture is our spiritual beliefs and understandings and it's very critical that we embrace those you know do we have to dress apart if you're scottish do you have to wear a kilt all the time no you know i mean this is the 21st century we can we can get away with some stuff okay 22nd century maybe no yeah i don't know anyway far in the future anyway my point is is that you embrace what you need to be full and it is only when we embrace our culture and we we just really absorb that culture do we begin to fully have a full heart that can then grant uh these this energy to these other spiritual entities and to help us to be successful it's really critical and it's that's where you know uh, my my journey uh, of of discovering my own heritage has been so enlightening because not only do i get to learn where my family has come from but i also get this fullness in my heart of the spiritual core that comes with my culture so i encourage each of you to spend some time and again i always say it but just get to know you who you are the uniqueness and wonder you are <laughs>